Up, it's the rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Thursday, September 30th. Grinding away here and uh, have some, uh, actually some fun new stats are going to break out today when we talk wide receiver cornerback matchups. Our team at FTN Data has been absolutely killing it. We have folks who are charting these games and giving us unique insights that, hey, I'm going to just use because I can. So we're going to dive into it Into it here. Of course, if you want the article, you can get it over at FTNFantasy.com. And that bad boy is free, which is a pretty good deal. Free. I like that. Uh, let's start with the upgrades. And we are going to... I'm not going to talk about the Thursday night game, even though I am recording this before Thursday night. If you somehow listen to this before the Thursday night game, I do have an upgrade uh, there for the Thursday night contest. Uh, but anyway... Stephon Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders. So you look at Cole Beasley coming off of last week, but I actually am not crazy about the matchup for him against Desmond King out of the slot. So I really want to go after the outside. So Stephon Diggs, all right, he's fifth among wide receivers in expected fantasy points, and I know that you don't get fantasy points for expected fantasy points, but in terms of expectation, the workload that he is seeing I mean, it should have produced the the fifth most fantasy points among wide receivers. That's a good thing. Even though the numbers aren't there, I expect favorable regression for him, regression upward towards the mean. Uh, and ultimately, I think a big game is brewing. I don't know if it's this game, but a big game is brewing for Diggs. So I want to keep taking my shots with him in DFS. You're obviously starting him in season long. Uh, also, Emmanuel Sanders, I'm not huge on him, but I think you can get away with him as a wide receiver three in season long. You certainly can get away with him in uh, you know DFS contests, uh, really the key is Vernon Hargraves and Tremont Smith. So Tremont Smith looks like he probably will play again this week with Terrence Mitchell in the concussion protocol. Uh, Hargraves, 17.1 yards per target, uh, four catches on five contested targets so far this year, so he's not doing good in contested situations. Also, uh, for Smith, he's allowed four catches on five catchable targets, 16.5 yards per catch. Giddy up. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. looked pretty good last week. Caught all five of his catchable targets, 20.2 average depth of target. That's pretty far downfield. And then on the other side, you see Patrick Peterson, not quite what he once was. So far, all eight of his catchable targets have been caught, 16 yards per catch. But Shad Breeland as well, because it's not a shadow situation. He's already given up three touchdowns. And in contested situations, all four of his contested targets have been caught. Terry McScorin. And by the way, Beckham, a wide receiver three uh, with upside as a, a season-long option. Terry McLaurin against Atlanta. He could do it all, man. He could do it all. He's caught 19 of 21 catchable targets, all three of his contested catches, and he's had at least one yard of separation on 87% of his targeted routes. That's pretty good. It means he's getting open. That's what that means right there. Uh, the secondary in Atlanta, six scores already by their corners and safeties and coverage. And where I like it is he's going to face Fabian Moreau on a good chunk of his routes. Fabian Moreau has allowed three of those uh, receiving touchdowns. So, in other words, half of them. <laughs> uh, if you're bold, Allen Robinson is interesting in DFS. Amani Oruwarie, 14.7 yards per catch. 
And nine catches allowed on 11 catchable targets. Uh, so good for Allen Robinson. Depends on how how you feel about that quarterback situation. I know you uh, maybe, well, maybe you feel better about the quarterback situation in New England. I don't want to go jumping ahead of myself here, but probably better. Not great, but better. But I do like Jacoby Myers in this contest. He's getting the Ross Cockrell bump. And uh, receivers have had at least one step of separation on 89% of routes Targeted routes against Cockrell, so he should have no problem there. Uh, Debo, Samuel, Brandon, Ayuk. It's very different the way they've been used. Now, Ayuk obviously still ramping up, but Samuel, seven yards average depth of target, a dot of 13.5 for Ayuk, so he's got the bigger upside downfield. Either way, I love the matchups against DJ Reed and Trey Flowers. Reed has allowed two scores to receivers so far, and uh, we're seeing 15.6 15.6 yards per catch against Flowers. So both of those pretty good. Amari uh, Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, I like him against Carolina. The Panthers lost J.C. Horn to injury. That stinks. They did trade for C.J. Henderson, but that's not going to happen this week. So A.J. Bouye it is, and it is no longer 2017, so we can pick on A.J. Bouye. And uh, Dante Jackson, 11 catches on 12 catchable targets, 14.1 yards per catch this season. So I, I dig the matchup there for Cooper and for Lamb. Using them, obviously, in season-long DFS as well. Uh, I'm going to dive into the matchup downgrades. Uh, This is going to be a quick pod today, as you probably have already seen from the length of the pod. But let me do a quick break, then we'll come back, and we will do the downgrades. So I just talked about Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb versus Carolina. Well, on the other side, DJ Moore has been phenomenal so far this season. And what I really like is these contested catches. So if you if you hear this this uh, stat, you probably have heard it before, but the more common way that a lot of people will refer to it as is a 50-50 ball. It really isn't a 50-50 ball. The defender typically wins in these situations about 60% of the time, but that's typically what it's referred to. Well, DJ Moore wins in almost all of them. Nine contested catches on 11 contested targets so far, so that is good. Uh, he is fifth. In, among receivers in catches, 22. He is seventh among wideouts in, in yards, 285. He's coming off a big game last week. Uh, but there's a problem. Trayvon Diggs is that problem. Diggs, I've mentioned it. I, I think now the secret's out. I, I think early in the season, I guess Hard Knocks didn't really. <laughs> it kind of shined a light on him as well. But early in the season, maybe people weren't quite there. I think they're there with Diggs. And I do expect a shadow for. DJ Moore in this one, Diggs has seen 16 targets. He's made a play on six of those 16. That's 38%. A play is either a pass breakup or an interception. That's a huge number right there. This is a tough matchup for DJ Moore. It's a tough matchup for all of the Arizona wide receivers. Hopkins, Green, Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore. I do not expect a shadow for DeAndre Hopkins, and I'll tell you precisely why. Jalen Ramsey has been covering the slot with David Long there on the outside in their sub packages. We see Ramsey just go to the slot. So the thing about, uh, you know, it's a very interesting thing, too, about Arizona is they do not move their receivers around. So that means that Hopkins will probably see Darius Williams almost every single snap. It's going to look like shadow coverage, but it really won't be shadow coverage. Uh, And Williams... I mean, he's been in tight coverage on 30% of his targeted routes. So, you know, in other words, the receiver is not open. 8.7 yards per catch. 
And by the, by the way, the 30%, if you don't have a point of reference, it's a pretty good number. It's not elite level, but it's a pretty darn good number, and it means that there's not a lot of room to operate there for Hopkins. Uh, if we're talking Jalen Ramsey covers the slot and the Cardinals don't move their receivers around, then that means Christian Kirk and Rondale Moore will see Ramsey. So, yeah, have fun with that one. Uh, I would say no thank you. 7.6 yards per catch. We know how good Jalen Ramsey is. I don't need to tell you that. Uh, Marquise Brown. I did throw this out there yesterday. This is a weird one. Only one receiver in the NFL has seen more than one target on busted coverage. It's Brown, and he has four of them already. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Three catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. Those are fluky. That's not meant to say like either like it's not predictable or anything like that. What it's meant to say is that if you're in a va- you're evaluating Marquise Brown and you're just simply looking at his stats, take that into account. It's not a major discount on him. I still think he's played well outside of the drops last week, but just take it into account. Um, this is not a good matchup, though. Patrick Sertan is he's playing good football. This was the benefit they had heading into the season. You know, they didn't even initially really need Sertan, but. Uh, Three catches on nine contested targets so far, so he is bullying in those situations. He has seen a, this is a weird one, 21.3 average depth of target, so heavily darn downfield, but I mean, if anything, maybe Brown gets loose for one, but I'm not trying to use him. On the other side, Kyle Fuller, 48% catch rate on the season, so he's doing pretty well. Uh, some of the other situations, I'm downgrading Marquez Callaway. I expect James Bradbury to shadow him. Bradbury has allowed 18 catches, but at 9.1 yards per catch, 7.0 average depth of target, so no upside there. Mike Williams against the Raiders. We could see a little revenge for Casey Hayward in this one. Hayward could shadow Williams. I'm not 100% convinced they do it, but he will see him a lot regardless. Hayward's allowed just six catches on 11 targets, 5.3 yards per catch in 2021. He's playing good football. And uh, could uh, you know maybe get that sweet taste of revenge against his former team, Brandon Cooks. I do expect Tre'Davious White to shadow him. Brandon Cooks is the only show in town, so he gets the star treatment. Tre'Davious White. This is an elite number. You ready for this? He's been in tight coverage on forty-seven percent of his targeted routes. In other words. Receivers are basically being targeted half of the time in his covers. They're not open. (laughs) So good luck, Brandon Cooks, this week. I'm still using him in season-long DFS. No thank you. Michael Pittman, I expect Xavier Howard to shadow him here. Carson Wentz loves himself some Michael Pittman. 28 targets already. But, I mean, Howard has been awesome. Five catches on nine catchable targets in primary coverage this season. He's been awesome. I expect... Carson Wentz to avoid that one. And then finally, Kenny Galladay against New Orleans. Okay, Darius Slayton likely out. Sterling Shepard likely out. So Galladay's a top guy, and that means he's probably going to see a lot of Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore did bounce back this season. He's only played in two games out of the three, but he has a pick and three PBUs, pass breakups, in those two games, and he's allowed six catches. So it's a tough matchup for Kenny Galladay. All right, there you go. If you want the article and all these cool stats, you can go check them out over at FTNFantasy.com. That Fantasy HQ is underrated. You get some advanced stats in there that, I mean, hey, if you're a, you're a DIY type of person or if you just like to, I mean, a lot of it, 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 it could just be eye candy. I mean, it's that cool to look at a lot of this stuff. 
You get that over at FTNFantasy.com. At Jeff Radcliffe on Twitter. At Jeff Radcliffe on Instagram. And tomorrow we will be back to talk some matchups. I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Radcliffe, and I'm out.